A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. There's a lot of discussion about what the, the new world order will be. We will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. In the new world order. Individual carbon footprint tracker. The difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing, it changes you. We need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. So imagine the applications of that, the compliance. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's almost time for the great culling to begin. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. This is Connect Those Dots. Well... Hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. Welcome to another episode here of this humble little podcast, Connect Those Dots, and I am your humble little host, Joe Wakili. And dot connectors, I know I say this a lot, we got a big guest, but uh, we, we, got a, we got a big guest, man. We got a, a person that I really look up to, a person that has red-pilled me, a person that has inspired me on this sort of dot connecting journey, and uh, if... if, if He's like a th seventh degree black belt dot connector. He makes me look like sort of like a blue belt dot connector. So I'm going to try my best to keep up with our guest here on Connect Those Dots, Jay Dyer. Okay. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah, uh, glad to be here with you. And sorry, I was running a little bit late, but yeah, I'm ready to get into it. What do you, what do you want to talk about? No worries, dude. God bless you. Um, dot connectors, if you don't know who Jay Dyer is, he um is sort of a guru in this diving deep into the esoteric text and the elite texts of people that you probably have not heard before. I talk about Klaus, I talk about Yuval, I talk about Bill Gates, I talk about George Soros, I talk about these people that they're almost becoming household names now. But what Jay does, and he'll tell you himself, he's the guy in school that does the homework for you. So he goes inside of these elite texts that are boring and all of this stuff from people like Bertram Russell. I bet you have probably never heard of who Bertrand Russell is. Um, uh, Jacques Attali, another global elite, super uh, old head sort of in that globalist movement. And he does it himself. He, he dives deep. So if you want to see more about Jay, I'm doing a long intro, Jay, because I just want to make sure people understand who you are, what you do. Follow his work on his YouTube channel, Jay's Analysis. Um, he hosts the fourth hour of Alex Jones every single Friday on InfoWars. So you can always watch Jay there. That's where I watch Jay every single week. And every time I watch Jay, I learn something new. So, um, Jay, I kind of want to just begin with you right here. Um, the thing about all of those global elite texts that you go over from all of those people, Jacques Attali, mm. uh, uh, Carol Quigley, uh, Henry Kissinger, so on and so forth. 
it seems like the main through line for all of them is how they just want to murder billions of people. Am I wrong? Yeah, I did a video uh, maybe a few years ago called The Ten Commandments of the Global Elite, and that was really just intended to summarize what I saw as commonalities amongst pretty much all the texts that that I read. And uh, I think we're up to about maybe 50, 60 of them now. And if I was to uh, boil them down to the greatest commandment, it would be uh, kill your neighbor and create a world government, <laughs> right? So you know, Jesus says the greatest commandment is love your neighbor, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. The uh, essence of all those global elite texts can be boiled down to, yeah, depopulation needs to happen. And then we can have a, a, a proper world government. That's what it all amounts to. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it's it seems like that is always the major through line with all of their different philosophies and theologies. And, oh, we're so smart. We have such a high IQ. We're scholars. We're this. Look at my elite text. And every single time, it's just we need to murder everybody, create a world government, uh, get the mark of the beast in place. And, uh, yeah, j- pretty much just fulfill all the satanic prophecies in the Bible. Yeah, I mean, uh I don't know if we're in, you know, the last days, we certainly could be, it's, it's not, you know, I don't know that I don't make that uh, conjecture, but we definitely live in a beast system. And I think that even people that write these texts, they may not consciously be Satanists. They may not consciously be, you know, part of uh, a spiritual thing. I think some of them are, I think there are actual Satanic Luciferians amongst them, but you can be a servant to that class of people and, um, kind of partake of that spirit without knowing about it in a self-conscious way. So I think they have a lot of minions and a lot of people serving it that, you know, genuinely think, I mean, they're still evil, but they think, oh, this is, you know, we're going to uh, benefit by this. We're going to finally have a stable world government. We can, we can create a quasi technocratic utopia run by AI, all this stuff. That's the sort of faith based system that they have. Um, and yeah, I'd say that's pretty common amongst all of them regardless of whether they i mean a lot of them are atheists but i think that some of them are secret satanists yeah yeah or or open satanists doesn't doesn't that just prove the whole satanic uh kind of mind control anyways because lucifer satan uh the enemy his best trick is tricking you into thinking that he does not exist so all of these people that you mentioned the minions the underlings under it that don't really know the whole spiritual uh metaphysical aspect of it and just think that they're going along to get along they're progressives woo, we're liberal we're trendy now get surveillance under your skin uh they don't really uh but that's proof positive to the satanic attack anyways Yeah, I think that, you know, people that are skeptical of that, when they hear satanic, they, oh, you're talking about like the satanic panic of the 80s or something like that. And it doesn't necessitate the sort of sensationalist thing that, you know, we think about with Geraldo and the satanic panic. I mean, there are groups that can be, quote, satanic in a loose sense of, uh, you know, just believing in the, the need to kill most people and to create a world government, create a Borg hive, you know, for example, Jacques Attali, I don't get any uh, impression that he believes in any kind of supernatural or that he believes in a God or anything like that. He might be part of some secret cult, but all I have to do is read his book and see that the plan that he has is a satanic plan. It's the idea that humans have to be enslaved. They have to be put into a a hive mind is where that book goes towards the end. And that hive mind is basically what you see in the matrix. Everybody needs to be in that system because humans are to the to those people like cattle they have to be managed controlled the population has to be drastically reduced Mm -hmm. um 
And I think that they think of it as like an energy harvesting. Like they, they really yeah. think that they can harvest that energy of humanity, either to be slaves or some kind of sacrifice. I really think that they think that even if they don't necessarily believe in a satanic deity that's receiving that sacrifice, they think that the, the calling of the population is the only thing that can purge earth to be ready for you know the super class to run it and the crazy part is that that malthusian idea mm -hmm. that's in all of these people you can go back to bertrand russell hg wells you can go back to uh lord birkenhead all the essays they were writing in the 19 teens and 20s about getting rid of everybody it's the exact same game plan that all the people that run things now still say i mean i've got klaus's book here with me here the mm -hmm. Uh, fourth Industrial revolution i mean he he says the all fourth the industrial revolution yeah, everything they said 100 years ago is the exact same plan because it will be forced upon you that's why i call it the forced industrial you'll be under your skin changing your dna yes i mean and and just like you said they want to commoditize humans and that's why uh harari literally says you are hackable animals yes you will get under your skin yes i mean but then you say a lot of them don't understand and worship the satanic deity, but there are a lot of people th that you also mention, um, people like Aleister Crowley, people like Jack Parsons, people like um, L. Ron Hubbard, the father of Scientology, um, people like Michael Aquino. I remember when you were on the uh, fourth hour of Alex Jones and you did an entire dissertation on Michael Aquino, and it really blew my mind. Uh, when he was a high-ranking military general and officer, um, he he uh, sprouted the Temple of Set, open Satanist, uh, wrote the Satanic Bible, and this guy was a high-level uh, military psyop operative in our American intelligence system, right? So um, these people are some of them are openly satanic. Can you speak to Michael Aquino? Yeah, he's a really interesting character. I mean, there's a lot of obviously scandals that surround his career, his life, uh, the Presidio scandal, for example. And yeah, he's kind of a split off of Anton LaVey's group. And his idea was that uh, Satanism needed to be more serious, not as uh, Hollywood and cartoonish. So he devised this idea to create a new uh, satanic aeon, he called it. And um, at the same time as wanting to do all that, he was, like you said, very serious about his military career and I, he got to the level of, of colonel but um being colonel he was also tasked with uh basically setting the uh, military's doctrine of psychological warfare for like the 90s and 2000s i guess and what he did was he posited what he called mind war from mind war to psi war from psi war to mind, basically arguing that the uh populations need to be targeted in an entirely new way and ironically, what he argues in that uh, PSYOP document is basically the same modus operandi in, uh, modus operandi in uh, NATO's recent PSYOP document. The recent NATO PSYOP document says that we need to actually change the people's brains themselves, not just their thought process, but the actual chemical, biological makeup of the brain needs to change. Mm. That's what Klaus is saying, right? We will yeah. get in your and change so they're echoing the same plan and so you know aquino seems to be a serious satanist he's somebody i would class as a part of that uh, elite structure who does believe in the reality of the satanic he wanted to harness those powers he wrote a book for example that i read on black magic and the black magic book is actually saying take all the sorcery techniques from ancient egypt and we can apply those to psychological warfare today so he really i mean saw his task of being um 
you know, an, a, a kind of military sorcerer, if you will, very seriously. And, you know, the Mind War Cyborg document goes so far as to say that people's very cells could be targeted through EMF, uh, ELF, VLF weaponry. Brzezinski says that, by the way, in uh, Between Two Ages. Um, he even goes into atmospheric uh, spraying. People miss that in the Makino documents in the footnotes towards the end, but he, he talks about that. So, you know, it's a serious thing. You know, we do have these people in the, the power structure that believe these things. And uh, I think, you know, the basic course of what he set in terms yeah. of psyops hasn't changed because the NATO psyop document called cognitive warfare basically says the same things. Um, exactly. And it's everything that they tell you is a conspiracy theory. The chemtrails don't exist. Uh, gene editing doesn't exist. Satanic uh, eon does not exist. But didn't Aquino himself write that they are trying to they in the in their end game, they're going to literally create a satanic eon where you, the, the, the global religion is you worship Satan, right? Is is that what they, they want you to be a Satan worshiper in their new world order eon in their end game? Because once you worship Satan and you forget about Christ, you forget about God, you forget about your divine nature, you lose touch with your actual divinity and human nature that God instilled inside of you. Now you're the ultimate malleable piece of putty cog in the system of their new world order. Why do they love, is that why they love Satanism so much? Because it can just get you to be a debaucherous person that will go against your own nature? I think there's different reasons why they would promote um, various forms of Satanism to the population. I think that they themselves have probably their own inner uh, party beliefs that we read about in Quigley and Cecil Rhodes. They talk about the inner party. Um, So they probably have their own inner core beliefs, which, you know, I'm not exactly sure what all those would be, but there's a sort of uh, debased degenerate form of Satanism that I think they push to the masses. And that Satanism is intended to debase people, to brutalize them and to put them into a situation that makes them more controllable, more malleable, make them basically slaves to their own baser passions and desires. And so Satanism has a, it's very useful in that way for uh, social engineering for the masses um, I don't know to what extent they'll try to push some sort of, you know, global satanic religion. They might try to push something that's kind of a lighter, uh, you know, a softer version of Satanism, like a new age kind of cult or, you know, what we read about in Brave New World, where it's kind of like a uh, a sex magic kind of religion where everybody gets together and has orgies and, and yeah. drugs and they try yeah. to unite themselves with God. So there might be like this pop version of it, but I think in the inner inner circles, the inner core, the inner party elite, they do take it more seriously, um, but I don't know. That's a, a good question. Some of them, like we said, like uh, you know, Aquino, they believe they were bringing in a satanic aeon. I think it's a satanic aeon, um, but I don't. Even by know. proxy, if it, if it isn't so overt, even by proxy, it is, it is it by will proxy, essentially exactly. be satanic. Yeah, exactly. Um, just like you mentioned, um, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley. Um, H.G. Wells, Arthur C. Clarke, all of these authors, these OG old head authors that wrote all of these fiction, these dystopian fiction, legendary novels that have uh, stood the test of time and that were uh, essentially prophetic in their themes that they mentioned and everything. How closely were these people to 
the the actual baulas and shot kaulas that were actually setting policy like how close i know aldous huxley his brother was julian huxley that started the uh, world eugenics society so and the huxley's interbred with the darwins so they were an interbred eugenics family so i, I know about aldous and it's funny when you when you look at aldous he says basically Basically what Aquino was saying, you know what I mean? We're going to create a world government. It's going to be a sex magic religion that controls everything. Everybody's going to be having sex, doing drugs. Uh, Everybody's going to be inside of each other's heads. There's going to be no privacy. And it's going to be willing submission of totalitarianism through pleasure and dopamine uh, reinforcement. And almost we're living in that kind of now. I know I'm going all over the place, but yeah, it's, it's, it's coming to fruition in one manifestation or another. Yeah, I think they were pretty close to the inner power structure. I mean, the way that Quigley structures it, he says there was an inner party at the time of Cecil Cecil Rhodes that was like Rhodes, uh, Milner, uh, Lord Rothschild, and some of the other, uh, Lord Curtis, some of these other Royal Society people. Um, And then they came, they called it the Society of the Elect. And then they... uh, created this sort of outer ring that they call the society of helpers and the society of helpers is a bunch of like academics and people that think that they're, you know, helping the earth and, you know, uh, working to better the planet and, and all this working for democracy and freedom and all these platitudes. But in reality, it's, it's actually a tool. They're, they're a tool of the inner uh, party. Um, and if you read Orwell uh, like 1984, I, I believe that's what he's referring to, right? He's referring to, Fabian socialism or Ingsoc and Fabian socialism is Lord Milner's, you know, whole thing. There's this great book I've been covering lately called the Milner Fabian conspiracy. It's a, it's a great uh, kind of addendum to Quigley's books. And it, you know, just goes deep into the history of um, how they want to set up this uh, Fabian socialist world order. So I think that the inner party elite was always kind of there as a, as a central kind of group planning this, that used the British Empire, and when the British Empire kind of waned, they basically uh, moved on to using the Anglo-American establishment, the U.S., as its engine. So I would say people like Huxley, um, some people have made the claim that there's bloods and there's brains. So certain bloodlines are very important to the system, and then they will use really intelligent, cunning, kind of mad science or nefarious Kissinger types as the brains. Uh-huh. So brains would be people recruited in who are, you know, people like Brzezinski, uh, Kissinger, um, perhaps the Huxleys as well, even though they might've also been interbred into these circles as well. And bloodlines would be, you know, the, the, the very wealthy families that go back several centuries and have, you know, untold wealth and power. The bloods wow. and the brains together kind of um, run it. And I think that, yeah, I think that probably people like, Huxley uh, was very close to the top of the pyramid. Brains and bloods. That's that's a really good way of putting it because you're you're born into it. That's one way that you're initiated into it or you're recruited into it. You're scouted and you're found, you know. That's how Klaus came to power, right? He was recruited yes. and scouted by Henry Kissinger. K- Kissinger Just like wow, so was this- so was Brzezinski. Brzezinski was yeah. uh, recruited by Kissinger and Rockefeller as well. There it is. And it wasn't uh, Kissinger himself recruited by Rockefeller. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah. 
there it is, man. And I know all of this because I listen to Jay Dyer, folks. Okay, <laughs> so he, like I said, he does the homework for you. You see how smart I am? I'm really not that smart. I kind of just listen to people, and then it, it resonates with me, and I think about it, and then I look into it myself, and I remember it. So mm-hmm. listen to That's people. Good, like yeah. Jay Dyer, man. Appreciate and- that. Yeah. And, and it, you know, one thing I try to do is read a lot of these books that are really dry and boring and technical. Cause yeah, a lot it's of boring as hell. I don't want to listen have time to that to do shit. It. Dude, I, it's hard for me to do it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I have a hard time making myself do it, but um, it does, you know, provide a service, I think, because a lot of people just don't, you know, who has time to get through all these 1300 pages of tragedy hope, right? just goes on and on and on and it's like and it's like really it's it, like we said it's like the same thing all the time it's just this arrogance from all these guys they think they know better than you they want to mm-hmm. control you they're going to make the choices for your life they're going to mark you from birth they're going to decide what you do the moment that you're born you're an alpha you're a beta you're a gamma you're an epsilon they're going to determine it it's 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 disgusting it's by definition satanic and jay um I know that you used to be an atheist, but I know recently you have become an no, was, You were never, never an atheist? No, I was never oh, sorry. Atheist. I must have I must have misread you. I it's know okay. now no, I used to be an atheist because mm. I, I feel like I feel like everybody's sort of an atheist. You're like, yeah, dude, I'm spiritual, you know, like I go to Burning Man or whatever. You know, like it's but you are an actual Orthodox Christian. And I know uh I, I listened to you one time on a podcast. You talked about how uh in your you know earlier years you did a hallucinogen and you con and you made contact with some kind of entity. And if you could just sort of describe, I've never done a hallucinogen in my life, you know? So I don't know what it's like. I'm afraid of it. I don't want to encounter an entity. I don't want to break that veil. God gave me these five senses for a reason. Right. So I don't really want to contact that yeah. out there and be, so can you speak to what you experienced? Yeah, I had a bad trip the very first time I did it. And so, uh, you know, it was, a, it was, a, I was, I think, 18, 17 or 18, and I think it's 17, and then uh, junior in high school. Um, and it was a lot more intense, I guess, of a drug experience than I thought it would be. I thought, you know, it's going to be like smoking weed or something like that. But it was actually, you know, it's, it's eight hours long. It's really intense, you know, complete disorientation of the senses. And I ended up blacking out for about three or four hours. And I just had, there was basically a point of light, which was, which was some sort of being of light that appeared and communicated. I don't remember what was communicated, but I came out of the, uh, the blackout feeling, you know, dissociating basically. I, I felt very, weird and and uh i felt it felt very synthetic and i felt bad for doing it so i don't think that that was like a good angel or something i think i i I would uh be very skeptical and distrust any of those kinds of experiences from from drug trips when you watch a lot of other people's drug experiences they tend to be what i would call demonic and not i'm not saying everybody's possessed i'm just saying that the entities that you're uh perhaps interacting with or contacting by the way i did ask them maybe five or six more times after that and back in my teens um and i I never had another experience like that one so that one was unique um but you were scared off from the first time like doing it and like i should have been but i mean i was an idiot i was an idiot 17 year old so like of course no um but yeah i mean like the uh you know the subsequent trips were trips were not anything like like that per se they weren't 
one was almost bad, but it ended up not being bad. So why why was it? Can you describe why was it so bad? What was this entity communicating with you? What did it try to convey to you? All I remember was the experience of seeing it, and I thought that it was something divine at the time. Um, I don't. I mean, it it seemed like something angelic, but I wouldn't say that it was God. I mean, I don't think it was God. But like I said, coming out of that, I felt it felt dirty and synthetic and weird and bad. I didn't feel good about it. Mm -hmm. So I never, I've never felt like it was a good angel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was a warning. And so it was dumb of me to do acid a few more times, but I I basically kind of moved away from that stuff afterwards. Right. So after, after age 17 or 18, that that was done, I was done with all that stuff. I didn't want any more. I never did hallucinogens again. I I don't like hallucinogens or any of that stuff. So point being is that no I, I don't really know there wasn't a conscious recallable uh communication it was just uh-huh. a weird experience when i was blacked out um but i wouldn't make much of it because i didn't get some kind of like religious message i just felt morally bad after doing it which i think okay. was my conscience so um so my uh, assessment has always been that i think it was probably something demonic and so that's why I came away feeling convicted and bad about it. And that I wouldn't recommend anybody do that. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think I went nuts or anything. I, I think that I've like, it kind of, it maybe triggered me asking certain questions, but I, I don't attribute like my conversion to theism or anything like that to an acid trip. Gotcha. I mean, I think, um, I mean, I was always, you know, interested in the Bible. I grew up as a Baptist and, okay. um, so After I didn't know that, that about you. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've had phases like I guess everybody does where you kind of like, oh, I don't really want to go to church. Yeah. It's kind of boring. And, uh, but I wasn't really ever an atheist. And after the acid trip, I, I did get maybe more interested in philosophy. And so then I went to college and studied philosophy, but uh, it wasn't the acid trip that made me a Christian. Mm-hmm. I got you. And it's funny. So like when people describe these trips and these uh, hallucinogenic experiences, it seems like they're always contacting some kind of entity that tells them the same thing every single time. Right. You know, we need to create a world government. You need to, you know, there needs to be less people on the world so you can live in a utopia. And yeah, we're the n- nice little messengers to tell you to do it. And I might have gotten that message, but I just don't remember. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't remember what what the. But the, I mean, and then you go back into history, and you you know you mentioned the you know ancient Egypt and the, the the Aztecs and all these ancient civilizations. They were dropping acid. They were dropping hallucinogenics. They were eating people's pineal glands. They were you know, drinking adrenochrome. That they were just chasing that trip. Mm-hmm. They were trying to contact those entities. It seems like they always worship some kind of flying serpent all the time that told them to sacrifice people all the time. So get what you want out of that dot connectors. <clears throat> uh. Jay, there's so many other things I want to cover with you, dude. Okay. Um, so when did you really become a hardcore Christian, sort of pigging back off that last question? Well, in my 20s, I was pretty hardcore about, uh, I was a hardcore Protestant. And uh, and then I got into Catholic stuff, traditional Catholicism for most of my 20s. Then I kind of got burned out on Catholicism and then mm-hmm. came back to Orthodox Christianity, which I was interested in in 2007. Um, I got, I kind of drifted back towards that maybe in 2014, 13, 14. Um, so last 10 years, I guess, is, uh, is the Orthodox years, you could say. 
Uh, does everything you're seeing now in the world sort of reaffirm your beliefs and like just sort of solidify Because I know it does it for me. And I know I'm seeing such a spiritual awakening with people coming to Christ and people, you know, just coming to God and people just being essentially just being repelled by the devil. They see the devil in all yeah. of these things. They see the right. satanic messaging and they're like, dude, I don't want any part of that. Right. I'm going over here. Yeah, it definitely seems like the wheat and chaff and the sheep and goats are being separated. So, I mean... Yeah, people are noticing that if there's that level of evil in the world, then, you know, maybe that suggests that there's actual evil, right? And if there's actual evil, that suggests there might be real good or spiritual good. So it does seem like, yeah, people are waking up. I'm seeing a lot of weird, like, you know, not just people converting, but like it's to me, it seems like more and more bizarre events are happening. Uh, Father Stephen Rose has an interesting talk he gave many years ago where he said that as things get more and more dark, they'll also get more and more weird. You'll see more bizarre manifestations. Yeah. I mean, just think about the way gender has been portrayed in the last five or six years. To me, that's just more and more just totally bizarre, um, weird. Um, But also like, I think maybe even more and more dark supernatural manifestations, more and more people exemplifying maybe being possessed. Yeah. Uh, More and more manifestations of like- I think that's a level of demonic possession when you have this sort of trans demon inside of you, you know? That's a level like of a demon telling you you're in the wrong body. God did it wrong. He made you wrong. You got to correct his error. You know, that's satanic saying that God made you wrong and you're going to correct the error um, and that goes back to the writings of all those people that we were talking about, Aquino and all these people that they, they mm-hmm. want a satanic aeon. And this is like a precursor that you can see it. if it tra- if it keeps trending this way, you're going to see it get more and more and more debaucherous and more and more demonic. Yeah, I think that in every age, the satanic spirit and it, the hierarchy of, of fallen angels, they always want to reestablish a version of Babel. So the the movements of all the world system throughout history in the empires like that Daniel describes in his visions, they're always described in this very reminiscent of Babel way where they're trying to unify everything under a single uh, dictator, a single Nimrod type figure, a single world government, a single currency, a single religion, a false religion. And we've really seen that in the last, you know, hundred years, last century, because, you know, the United United Nations is the newest incarnation of that. They want to push a world religion. Um, the religion they want to push there at the UN is very consciously new age and theosophy based uh, far Eastern type stuff, which I do, I do think is ultimately satanic. Um, they want you to get to get you to deny that you're made in the image of God, that humans are made in the image because God basically becomes a sort of uh, emergent force within nature in those views. And that allows the power elite to basically be the voice of God, a new church, a new religion. Yes. That's what uh, uh, you mentioned, Noah Yuval Harari. I just got his new book, the other, or it's not new, but his uh, Homo Deus, uh, Homo Deus uh, book. Yeah, where he's basically charting out how you know the ancient world religions are just doing telling stories, and so the new they're just telling stories. They don't know anything. This is all folktale. I will tell you what it is now. The new, yeah, the, the new religion. One. Exactly, the new religion is going to yeah. be AI re- yeah, rewriting exactly. the Bible. And he calls it dataism, where we're all just basically worship computers and data. So Dude, that's what they want. Just go on and on. Like he just says the most diabolical things that you're like, how are? We? And then people clap. They're like, oh my god, Yuval, you're so smart, yay! Yeah, there's a clip of him I can't find anymore. They might have scrubbed it where he was talking about we won't need humans and workers at all in the near future because he says we'll just create clone farms in Africa. 
Yeah, I was trying to find that one. I can't too. find like, that clip, and it, yeah. it, 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 but it's a it, and he says all this other crazy stuff too, like uh, you know, useless eaters. Like he said, we'll get rid of useless yes. eaters. The those. one that like, he says too, he's like, oh, the global elite will create a new Noah's Ark, and all of the useless people will be washed in the flood while we ascend in a new he Noah's says Ark. That? Yeah, I swear, I, I have the clip. I'll play it for you. Let me. Oh hear wow, I, I, that one I haven't heard. That's a crazy. Let one. me share my screen with you. I have an entire Harari folder. Okay. Black Mirror. I'd love to hear that one because I haven't heard that one. I think it's this one. The 21st century. Yeah, it's this one here. Let me fast forward. Yeah, it's right here. Um, pushes things in taxis to diagnosing diseases to even teaching. Artificial intelligence will be able to do better than humans. Uh, you have a small elite that um, pushes things in its own interests, even if it doesn't benefit the vast majority of the population. This has happened so many times previously in history, and it's probably going to happen again. Um, the, one of the biggest dangers to the planet today is this technological utopia, because Probably for the elite, it will work. If bad comes to worse, then when the flood comes, the scientists will build a Noah's Ark for the elite, leaving the rest to drown, the rest of the people and then the rest of the, of the <laughs> ecosystem. But they are likely to be able to construct this technological Noah's Ark, which is probably what much of the elite is, is counting on. Boom. So basically, a breakaway civilization. Uh, yes, a breakaway civilization. Exactly. Yup. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says it right there. Yeah, I heard that one. That's good. Isn't that a good one? Oh wow! Yeah. I just red pill Jay Dyer on something. Oh! Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised. I just it was like, wow. <laughs> Jay. Like, yeah. No, no, go on. Say what you're gonna say. Uh, it's like it's like they believe the Bible, but they the Bible is basically yes. just reinterpreted as like this weird Gnostic manual for them to like incarnate. Doctor incarnate yeah. the the apocalypse right that's crowley's view by the way yeah that's crowley it's crowleyism exactly i mean it just goes on they're all cut from the same cloth they're right. all influenced by a, a satanic spirit that even if they don't know it i mean yuval harari was a uh, is a rabbinical priest he's he's a historian and he was studied in the like as a rabbi he says it. he talks about it he's like i was studying as a rabbi oh so he studied the bible to some degree then okay. yeah he studied the old testament so you know what right. i mean so um he's right. like when i was a rabbi i realized that i was gay and then they, i wasn't welcome and then i became an atheist They're like really he says it all huh. you know i i pray for you Vol. i i really like i honestly like i i don't want to hate all these people all the time i don't want to i want to expose their evil but man i pray that like they turn to christ i pray that they have a divine intervention in their life Truly. And um, Jay, I want to talk more about you. Forget about the globalist for a second. Um, you, you, before Tucker Carlson got kicked off of Fox News, he collaborated with you on a really awesome uh, special called Eat the Bugs. And you did some incredible work on there, man. I just want to show everybody here all of your vast talents. <laughs> Thank you. Eat the bugs. We are here to convince the riffraff to stop eating that which is killing Mother Earth and to eat the bug instead. Excuse me, ma'am. Pardon me. What will it take to get you to eat the bug? 
What is that? I would like to convince you to change the diet of the American population. Use our! Use our! Heart! Eat the bug! Would you like to eat a bug? A bug? No, I'm okay. But the diet that you eat is destroying the earth. What do you mean? How do you know what I eat? Because you are obviously not well fed. We have found some of what the Americans call the Jim Bros. Jimbro is not known for the high IQ. Would you like to eat a bug? Well, they're actually smart, high IQ people eat bugs. This, you've got it wrong, man. Precisely. <laughs> I want to beef you up. To beef up, you eat bugs? Correct. That's not true. What are those? That is the roasted cricket. Okay, I'll have a roasted cricket. He's going to do it. Eat the bugs. I love that so much. Jay, what what happened with I was really looking for did they ever like publish it? Is it out there somewhere? Can I watch that special? Yeah, I mean it, it was on uh it was a Tucker special. So the Is whole it special... still around though? I know it was on like Fox Plus or something like that. Yeah, it was on uh Fox Nation, um, which is their like streaming, but I think it's on Rumble. I didn't put it up, but somebody put it up on Rumble. So if you oh, type in Fucker Eat the Bugs, it's on Rumble. But um, you can watch the full episode. Funny thing about that was that the day that we were at the park when I was Klaus, there's actually like a whole bunch of really funny scenes. And they had to trim it. He, uh, the producer had to trim it down to like one minute of the, the park scene. But there was like at least five to ten minutes of really funny things from the park. So I wish more of it had gotten in there. But Dude, I'm sure yeah, they could have did. I want to see the raw footage of it. You know, that would be great. Yeah. Room floor. I didn't actually get Tucker fired, by the way. I, I know, was, I know, okay. I know. I was gonna. <laughs> I know some people, some people might have thought that, but yeah. But you know, but you know what's funny? I, I think it. I think it definitely had something to do with it. He's getting. He was getting really hardcore. He was getting a little too hardcore for the average Fox News programming and people. So, if you want to call me a conspiracy theorist, I think this whole expose about eating the bugs kind of spooked some of the people that uh, butter the bread of the people over there at Fox because it's true. They want you to eat bugs. Here's right here from the World Economic Forum. Five reasons why you should start eating insects and can reduce the climate change. Oh, yes, you will save Mm. the world by eating the bugs. Yeah, exactly. Good grub. Why we might be eating insects soon. Why we need to give insects their role they deserve in our food systems. Well, I I know Yuval Harari doesn't eat meat. Maybe he's eating the bugs. He sure looks like a bug. You are what you eat, right? And here's a whole little, oh, happy, fun, trendy. We're going to tell you to eat the bugs. I remember that Yeah, yay. Try not to vomit. I mean, so it just goes on and on. I'm not gonna. I'll spare everybody the entire thing. You go on YouTube and on the World Economic Forum's own YouTube. You know, they love to tell you their plans. Yeah, I mean, the I talked to a lot of people when we did that, and and they were like they're really pushing that we're going to eat bugs. And I was blown away. It was like, that's been a meme for like four years. It was a meme in like 2018 even. And people are still kind of like, you know, acting like this is not a thing or that they're not aware of it. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad we got to do that. If you watch the full documentary, uh, it's it's really good for kind of demonstrating where this ultimately goes because the second half, I'm the first half of it. The second half of the documentary, they go to... Uh, the Dutch farmer protests with that uh, Ava girl and she interviews a bunch of different like scientists and people, they sit down with different people from these companies that are, that are pushing the bugs. And they're like, well, why do you want everybody to eat bugs? And they're like, well, we're not, 
pushing it. We want to make it an option. And they're like, but all these companies say that they want to make it what we eat. They're like, okay, well, maybe some of us are, but it's just an option. And it's like, but the World Economic Forum says they want everybody eating bugs. So how is that yeah, an option? And, and they sit there and outlaw meat and demonize meat and tell you that cow farts or cow burps or whatever the hell right. it is. Are just, but like, why are they so against the cow farts and the cow burps? Don't the, don't kangaroos fart and burp? Don't rhinoceroses cow, uh, fart and burp? So sh- th- there you go. Anything that farts and burps, you're destroying the climate. Ooh, kill yourself. They, I mean, it just, it, once you connect those dots, it's really not even hard to see it. Right. Bro. You know, they, they, they think you're a bug, so you are what you eat. They want you to eat the bugs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the circular economy that they talk about, which is, you know, you've heard the famous clip, you'll have, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy, right? I mean, of that's course. part of the circular economy because they're saying that everything will be provided for you. So it's this like communistic Fabian socialist system where you don't need to work. You don't need to have a business. You don't, you don't need to own things because if everything is recycled and everything is in this circle, right, then you'll be taken care of. But I mean, this is the false promise that, you know, the communists and Marxists have always offered people. I mean, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's a nightmare as part of the technocratic system It's what I've had, you know, planned for the whole, the whole time. And, you know, uh, HG Wells said that the capitalists are the ones that would construct the world order mm-hmm. that then the socialists would take over. Yeah. So they, they actually have a place for monopoly capitalism to bring about people like Klaus. Klaus is like the perfect like synthesis, right. Of the capitalist uh, communist dialectic yes. that's why that's stakeholder why capitalism that's what he talks about is a stakeholder that's capitalism. exactly right that's we what will is. own everything and you will own nothing yes right. exactly and they, they, yeah dude it's communism we're all the same the, the, communism could never work that's why like these people that think communism could work and stuff like that it's like dude don't you realize that like somebody's gotta own some of the things that you don't own at least somebody's gotta own it somewhere i guess you just don't want to own things i guess you've just been brainwashed to to not want to own things and that's the that's another satanic dialectic don't aspire don't fulfill your potential don't you know contribute to the world just be just suck your thumb all day wait for your bug package wait for your amazon package go into your metaverse and and watch porn all day and that's what they talk about too that's what that's what uh aquino talks about right that's what well yeah putting people in the matrix pod that's actually an old pentagon plan yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's like called the Project State. Matrix or something like that, right? <laughs> it's called the Matrix. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and the the, the movies basically pull from that, right? Uh, do you think Do you think the uh, the Wachowski brothers are really trannies, or like they got like blackmailed and were like, you know what? For what you did with your damn Matrix movies, we're gonna make you trannies. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I, I just think that like they probably fell into the trap of like you know controlled system the system gives you like fake revolution that you can go into i think like v for vendetta is like controlled uh dialectical fake opposition if you watch the movie it's basically arguing that a christian theocracy is going to run the world yeah and persecute the liberals i mean it's ridiculous dude that's so crazy that's a movie that i watched recent to uh, recently too with uh 
um it's called the priest where he's like a badass yep. like killer of vampires and demons but the world they live in is like this authoritarian tyrannical uh christian society where it's like a catholic oppressive system and like they lie to the priests and the priests are like these like assassins it's so it's, it's gnostic basically yeah essentially <laughs> i said i mean yeah man it just it goes on it's like the um uh, what's it called the hands handmaiden's tale that they that's also to- the same idea right christian patriarchy is gonna create the dystopia total nonsense hey i'm not trying to be rude uh, i do have a different podcast i gotta go to we'll do another interview in the near future if you want to jay god bless up. you thank you so much for coming Absolutely. on here there was a, it was an absolute pr- pleasure and an honor to have you like truly i don't want to kiss your ass too much but it's I, okay I man yeah we'll just uh, we'll do another one and get deeper next time god bless you brother thank you have a good night peace there you have it folks jay dyer on connect those dots we covered a lot we went all over the place but that's what we do here on connect those dots we go hard we go heavy i hope you were able to do it and research what we were just talking about go on yourself go look these people up that we were talking about go go read their boring ass text bore yourself to death but you'll see the actual diabolical statements by these people so until next episode folks Peace out. God bless. Never stop connecting those dots.